Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'm going to introduce my co-host, Rob, in just a minute. And our special guest today is Scott Talley. He's the founder and CEO of Network in Action. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit about his business and, and especially, you know, some strategies coming through the COVID uh, pandemic and some of the, the, the good tips that we can take into the future uh, from Scott. So uh, with no further ado, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Rob Ganley. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rick, Scott, how are you guys today? It's good to be here. Um, I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors and then jump right on in and talk with Scott here. It's a pleasure to have him. Uh, first and foremost, so we thank our sponsors. Uh, I'd like to thank Entrepreneur Magazine for supporting the show. Uh, Franchise Bible uh, and Rick here, the author. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, as well as SEO Samba. Uh, you can find them at seosamba.com. Uh, SEO Samba is the uh, in, uh, creator of the franchise marketing operating system, and it's a unified platform that both franchisors and franchisees use to work together uh, to better uh, market their services, uh, their franchise services. So check that out, seosamba.com. So thank you very much. And without further ado, I want to jump right in. And, and then one of my favorite questions I say at every, every show is to ask guys like Scott, how he got to where he got to, CEO of Network in Action. So Scott, tell us a little bit more about how you became, how the, how the, you know, how the franchise came to be and how you got to where you are. Wow, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I know you've got a big audience to pull from, so I'm flattered. Uh, mine is pretty simple. Uh, my wife got a real estate license. She was gonna go to work for the first time, you know, finally got the two kids off to school. And uh, I was a marketing guy, had, had owned my own marketing company. Uh, uh, and, you know, I said, you know, I can put your little white pearls on and I'll take pictures and I'll market the heck out of you and you won't get any business. You got to go network. And I would usually follow that up with some snide comment about how much I hated it and how I didn't like the way it was done and how much time was wasted. And, and uh, a week later, I'd say, did you find a networking group? And finally one night, uh, I swear it was by the grace of God. I, I picked up an iPad around 10 o'clock and I just Googled reviews of networking groups. And I read for about two and a half hours. There was the longest thread you've ever seen with business owners chiming in about what they didn't like about networking. And I recognized the theme that ran through that thread and uh, went into the bedroom about 1.15 in the morning. And she was like, what have you been doing? I said, I've got the best idea I've ever had. And that was the inspiration behind Network in Action was to create something new in the marketplace between traditional weekly networking that's run by volunteers and LinkedIn, which is all technology. And so that's what, what was the inspiration behind Network in Action. I love that. Love that. Wonderful. So, yeah. So, so in general, uh, how many, what's it look like today? Where are you at with in terms of the number of franchisees and the network? Uh, wood, uh, it has been just a, a crazy trajectory. Think about it. There's about 14,000 franchises, um, 16,000 awarded every year, right? Or, and there's about, uh, you know, there's everybody's only getting about four, right? And we're at 64 in our fourth year. In wow, seven good for you. That's wonderful. 
Yeah, we've never had a failure. That's what I'm most proud of. It's one thing to to partner with you and do it really rapidly. It's another thing if you're leaving a bunch of people in your in your wake. Right. And uh, we don't have any failures, which I'm really proud of. Um, and it's it's been crazy. So we had a little you know a little bit of time of crickets during COVID. You know, from uh, about uh, March 1st through the end of August or so. I think people were waiting to see what this was going to be like and what was going to survive and what wasn't. And but wow, since then. We've added uh, 10 franchises in the last six weeks, and we have another seven we'll add before Christmas, it looks like. So oh, good for you. And how, what's your total? Uh, that's going to put us at 60. We're, uh, that's going to put us at about 72 by Christmas. Um, and, uh, you know, about 54 different franchise owners. We've got a gentleman who bought an area developer and owns the rights to 10 groups. Uh, and another guy that just bought uh, an existing franchise owner who decided to extend his footprint in Austin, Texas. And so now he'll set up 15 groups of networking groups for business owners in Austin. And for people that are listening, that are used to the, the typical franchise, maybe a brick and mortar restaurant, coffee shop, or a home-based business that maybe doesn't, don't understand how your model works. Can you kind of ex explain how the, uh, the typical franchise owner, what they do and, and how they set up their groups and how they make money and, you don't have to go into specifically how much they make, of course, but how do they do that? Right, right. Uh, well, in traditional networking, it's typically one person per industry. And so you're going to go out and you're going to have a group of, you know, 20 to 25, maybe 30 people, one person per industry. And most of those are recruited by friends. So here's what happens traditionally. I'm a salesperson. I'm hanging around salespeople. So who do I bring to a networking group? My salespeople friends. I'm a marketing person. I bring my marketing friends. Well, what I wanted my wife to hang around was business owners, not salespeople and marketing people, even though I've been a salesman all my life. So we create a model where our franchise owners go out and visit with business owners and decision makers. And then we invite them based on a set of criteria into the group. So it's not about members recruiting members. It's a paid professional being compensated to put together a, a better group. And so that's fundamentally the biggest difference. Well, if you're going to recruit business owners who are busy, you better not do it every week at seven o'clock in the morning and waste a bunch of their time. So we have a monthly model. Uh, we have a professional leadership. And then if you're going to have only a monthly meeting, you better have some incredible technology to connect everyone. So those three things are fundamentally different about a network in action, networking group, and traditional networking. Paid professional, great technology, and less time commitment. And a lot of people think, well, that won't work. You got to get the other week. That's absolutely malarkey. It's no longer an experiment. We have hundreds of groups around the country in 18 different states. We've never had a failure. People love the model. Just like you get someone to shop for your groceries or you get someone, you move into a high rise or you put AstroTurf in your yard. Everyone's looking for more time. Right. <laughs> so so the franchise owners make, make a cut of the membership dues. Is that how they make more than a cut? It's a, it, I've been selling all my life and I've never had basically a 91% commission. So we have a 9% royalty. So for every dollar they bring on the membership, they're making 91%. And the good news right. is there are no other real expenses. So hmm. post COVID we're meeting virtually uh, pre previous to COVID. We would meet uh, in a restaurant in a private room, still not spending any money to do that because the restaurant's empty in the afternoon. So we came up with a model that's very similar in terms of the investment a business owner would make in a traditional networking group is about $1,800 with about 60% of that going to the restaurant. 
because they're meeting in the morning. Right. What we did is we meet when no one's in the restaurant, don't have a meal, and all of a sudden that money can go to our franchise owners. So the investment for the business owner is the same. It's just 80 less hours a year. Mm. And that's been a fundamental uh, part of our growth is just having great leaders. You know, we, we really get great leaders. 40% of our franchise owners are business coaches, are consultants. Mm. We wake up one day at 55 years old and say, wow, if I want to retire and five or six years, I don't have anything to sell. I don't have an asset. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they recognize that they need to network anyway. So instead of paying for networking, why not own the networking groups in the area, build their coaching practice. So they're going to income is going to go up on the coaching practice and then they can make six figures plus. And we disclose that in our item 19. So our average right. franchise owner, we think is the highest in the country on a $40,000 investment at 142 grand. And that's disclosed in our item 19. Wonderful. That sounds exciting. There's very little overhead too. Yeah, very little. You've got, uh, we actually uh, give everyone a $50 Staples card when they buy their franchise because we like to be able to say to them that they don't need anything other than gas to get to and from their appointments. Uh, so there's really, there's no brick and mortar. There's no employees. You don't even need QuickBooks to run this business. There's really, you need a ream of paper throughout the whole year and, and, uh, and some temporary name tags. <laughs> wow, that's a great model. And do you have it sounds like you have proprietary uh, networking like for meetings like the you know, like yes. kind of like we're doing now, virtual meetings. Yeah, so that was an enormous change with the COVID is that we realized that if we're going to bring people into a virtual meeting for 90 minutes, we're not going to waste time with elevator pitches. We're not going to waste time whipping around and saying somebody's passed a referral. So we've actually created a new agenda every month since March that gives members an added value. So our networking meeting has plenty of time to get to know you and your favorite sports team and what church you go to and your kids go to school. But we also leave every meeting with either some type of benchmarking or some type of mastermind that's taking place during that 90 minutes. And so a lot of people stay in our groups just for the added value of what they get in a meeting. Nice. Well, that's great. And so how has, COVID, well, that's pretty obvious how COVID's changed your model. Is there any other adaptations maybe with the way that you market for franchisees and how you recruit? Great question. Uh, Rick, I had a, a lady that has quadruplets, believe it or not, in Phoenix, Arizona, had bought her franchise about five weeks before COVID hit in March and her husband was laid off. So we've got a disaster here. And uh, I was watching TV one night and a commercial came on for Showtime and, you know, get Showtime free for a month and then you can buy it. And I got involved with some cereal during that month. And so I thought to myself, why don't we try a try before you buy a model? So we created a template, uh, just a test with her in Phoenix, Arizona, because I wanted to try to help her family. They were in real trouble. And she went from three members to over 30 in about a six week period by letting people try it for five weeks. And then we would love on them and do a lot of extra value ads for them, videos and recordings and social media posts and helping them with some technology to get more reviews and then ask them to convert. And it has been wildly successful now. That's totally changed. Even after COVID, we'll continue to let people actually try our model. We believe that they will be so impressed with the leadership and the technology and the quality of the people in the group that they'll easily convert. And right now, about 76% of them across the country are doing that. Wow. So we've had about 10 to 12% growth in the last five months across the country in our groups. That's wonderful. What, what's the average number of groups that an owner manages or has? 
Uh, great question. So in our typical model of $40,000 franchise fee, they're going to operate three networking groups in different parts of near their home or in different parts of their city. So they'll have a protected territory, uh, but they will, they will be able to get members from anywhere. So people can come from outside their protected territory to that meeting, but that's just going to help us know not to award a franchise on top of them. Well, that's very good. Well, it sounds like you kind of defined pivot. A lot of people are talking about the new thing this, these days is pivot. Sounds like you yeah. guys jumped we right in and good people, for you. We make people buy a drink if they use that word in our meetings. Oh, I owe <laughs> you pivot, one. New normal, you know. Yeah, yeah, I owe you one. And where, where, are your, where are you headquartered? Our headquarters are in Houston, Texas. It's my home. Um, nice. And what a really fortunate thing about our business is I get asked sometimes, like, where are you growing? We have a franchise all by itself up in Boise, Idaho, that's doing fantastic. You know, we've got one in Baltimore, Maryland, and Columbia. So they're spread out all over. I like to say we're from Manhattan to Florida and South Carolina to, to California, but not everywhere in between. Right. But you can yeah. do this uh, anywhere, really. There's no distribution channel that's required. Awesome. Well, your your new franchise owner has quadruplets. She had, outdid me by one. We've got triplets. So. Oh, you got triplets? Yeah. Well, that's interesting, Rick. I've got a lady that works for Gilead in uh, in Orange County who has triplets and another lady that has twins. So we had twins first, then triplets. And then oh, I called God. the lady with triplets and said, uh-oh, you're no longer the hot stuff. This lady you're going to have to go find an owner with quintuplets. Wow, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep racking them up. Awesome. <laughs> Some all right me, well tells me she doesn't care <laughs> yeah right yeah I, mean, I, I don't i didn't need to have the fourth one right Rick? well anything more than two you know god gave, god gave us two arms to hold the babies and once you get past two it's all over that's awesome Rick. how old are they they are 17 now awesome yeah they're in high school and getting ready to uh, graduate here in pretty short order so you need a network and action franchise to pay for that college yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm right up the street from you, though. I'm in Montgomery, Texas. Oh, great. Yeah, we've got a group in Montgomery and one in Magnolia, five in the Woodlands and one in Conroe. Nice. Sounds good. All right, Rob, what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, uh, so tell us a little more about, you know, so you, it sounds like you know, you're seeing a surge right now. Um, with the expansion of the network with franchise, uh, the franchises that you're awarding to franchisees. Uh, Rick and I, you know, what we're seeing from many of the folks that we talk to is a real bullish uh, thought process, right? I mean, around the franchise industry, right? I think our feeling is many folks are resetting things, right? They're not sure where they're going next. They're not sure if they have a job or maybe they don't have a job now. Uh, but man, franchising has always been that alternative, right? Uh, to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Uh, so you guys sounds like you're having a surge here in the, in the fourth quarter. What are your thoughts though on, on 2021 and, and going forward? Well, I think the first thing to, to think about is this, uh, as we've talked amongst our franchise, there's a real opportunity. So if you look at the whole space, uh, you know, chamber of commerces have sort of had to shut down all of their extracurricular visit in person type meetings. And they are not uh, historically had the biggest skill set around adapting, you know, nonprofits to a new format. Um, so the chambers I'm involved with, I've tried to help them with a few little Zoom things. But again, people don't want to get on a Zoom and just stare at a screen. You better bring in value if you want them to come back. Number two, all of that free networking that people used to go to is gone. 
And then the traditional networking has not been able to uh, adapt, pivot. Um, And so really we have a great opportunity because of our technology, because of our technology. So I would just say this first, if you think about it, what is more important right now in anyone's life than relationships? I mean, if you were ever going to have relationships or help grow your network to help your business, now is the time because you're not out there. So you better build your network. And so at the core of our our existence is really trying to help people build lifelong relationships. And that's not only not going to go away. Amazon's not going to be able to do it. And number three, people need it worse now than ever, in my opinion. So we provide a great place to do that. And so because of that, it creates an environment where we can then grow the brand and grow the franchising. Yeah. Best timing with technology, like the virus it picked a better year. 2010 would have been a worse year than the 20. <laughs> it's just so much more affordable to do all this virtual stuff that we're doing. Uh, but yeah. you're right. You have to adapt and make it valuable and help people through the change of it. Because even though for guys like us, we're, we're used to technology and marketing and, but I just know many of us, and Rick and I talk about it a lot, folks don't even like to be on a Zoom camera. Like they're That's uncomfortable. Right. It makes them nervous. It's almost like public speaking sometimes, right? That's right. That's being right. In front of a commercial, like doing a commercial or TV. So, so anyway, I think understanding those dynamics, but providing a new way of doing things, I don't think will go away. That's our opinion. I mean, it'll, it'll morph as, as we can meet more together again. And I don't think you'll ever, that'll ever go out of style. Uh, meeting with people, but I think the virtual has its place no matter what, forever. Yeah. And as yeah. a as a technology guy, I've always felt that way. I'm like, why are people doing it this way? Um, you know. So anyway, that sounds really good. It's it's. What what are your thoughts, Rick, on that? Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, I heard somebody say the other day that everybody's waiting for it to go back to the way it used to be, and we all know that well, we're probably not going to go back to the way it used to be ever. And hopefully we'll find better ways of doing things. And, you know, what, what we've seen in, in doing the radio show and the articles for Entrepreneur and the, the things that we do and the new, new franchise Bible book that's coming out next uh, first quarter of next year is that people, if they embrace technology and, and use it uh, to make them, I always say that technology has to make you more efficient and more profitable. Uh, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people spend money on technology that just turned into a black hole. So if it makes the humans more efficient and profitable, technology is a wonderful thing. And yeah. so we're seeing seeing models adapt and, and overcome and really become stronger in many ways. And some people are struggling with that. Yeah, it blows me away that I think about myself personally, if I was introduced to you on the first uh, opportunity to speak with you, about engaging in a relationship for the next 10 years as a franchise owner. The fact that five months ago, I was doing that the first three or four or five phone calls on a phone and not on Skype or Zoom or right. something is great. I'll never go back there. I, you know, when somebody yeah. wants to speak now about a franchise, I immediately want to see if they, uh, yeah. you know, engage with them and just have the personal interaction. But it's yeah. interesting. It's also why, if you think about it, LinkedIn started as a networking platform. And right. it didn't work because the trust was never built and I never could get eye to eye and there wasn't time. So you're always going to need either the personal meetings or, or virtual meetings. You're going to need the, the leadership to hold people accountable. And that's what a formalized networking group like Network in Action does. Yeah, you're right. Leadership, 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 I always say. Yeah. yeah. 
Good deal. Well, you told us a great story about a new franchise owner and, and how, uh, how she was able to grow with your new, one of your new offers. Tell us a story about one of your members, just one that pops into your head. Uh, one of your, your customers, right? The, the member businesses that really had an impact on them and their community and uh, using your system. Yeah. My favorite story is, um, is one that, um, uh, is really close to the heart. Every one of our franchises have to conduct a community service project annually. Mm. So the idea there is after about 10 months of getting to know each other, let's do something to give back to the community. So the franchise group will pick whatever it is, and it might be child abuse or the veterans or the environment. They get to pick a school. They might pick a, a military soldier to put in the group for free and mentor him in business or her, but they're all going to do something. And uh, early on, uh, our first group decided to do a veterans event. And of course, we wanted someone to cheer it. And uh, a delightful lady that worked for delivery service raised her hand. She said, I was a paratrooper uh, and uh, I'll volunteer to head this thing up. And she was very intense and she was going to make sure that this day went off great. Um, and she did all of that. And um, fast forward about two years. And unfortunately, she was diagnosed with lung cancer. The same group that had helped her build out this Veterans Day two years before said our community service project this year is going to be to help Maureen. We're going to put a nanny in her home once a week for, for about four months, and we're going to provide Uber money for her to go to MD Anderson, the cancer center here, so she had to mess with parking. So it's like the, the people had seen Maureen's gift and her leadership, and then it came full cycle, and they decided to, to chip in and help her. And one of the things my wife and I wanted to do when we started this company was to have, you know, every eight hours, something going on around the world that was inspired by a network and action franchise owner and the great members of that group. And today we're at every nine days. That's only in the first you know, six years. So we're really proud of that. And there's been some great stories that I could go on and on all day, but I bet. that's where the people really get to see the giving heart of the other members and their talent. So the website, website person builds the website and the social media person jumps in and volunteers. So they're not donating money. They're donating their skills. Wow. And it's been very rewarding and a really cool part of our culture. Yeah. And what we've seen that I'm sure you're experiencing is that people galvanize when they're, when they're on the same team to do something greater than themselves yes. and even business, right? It's very connecting. You're absolutely right. It's very connecting. Wonderful. I like that a lot. And uh, right now, like you said at the beginning, people are looking for community they're looking for ways to give back, to go beyond themselves and pay forward. And they're looking for a, a safe place to go and, and uh, really get to know others and, and help each other. So well, very good. Yeah, and I was just gonna chime in. I can't think of a better way to build relationships than with that sort of, I mean, everything you're mentioning in this, uh, in this conversation is, is uh, you know, things like coaching, networking, masterminding, you know, uh, giving, um, these are things that make it a family, right? Make that group uh, a family together and everybody's operating in all their gifts. And uh, yeah, for, for the right person, I, I, and I got to tell you, I think in today's world, more people are looking for businesses that can make an impact, not just a profit, but an impact. And uh, it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. So with that being said, we're coming to the end of the show. And what we like to wrap up with is, and again, you've shared some great things today, but over the last six months, and you kind of mentioned something about it, like, I'll never go back to doing it that way. Um, but is there like a gold nugget, a tip, 
something that you just feel like, man, I, I really, uh, I've always thought this way, but this really brought it home. Is there anything like that you can share with the audience, like a gold nugget you'd want to leave with them? I, you know, it may not qualify as the greatest golden nugget you've ever had on this show, but it's pretty simple. What's come home for me uh, to roost over the last few months with all of this pain and suffering is the value in relationships. And I look back on my life at 63, I had multiple opportunities to engage with George Bush Jr., uh, with uh, Roger Moore, it's a long story, 007. Um, I remember going on and on with the people and I didn't take advantage of that. Right. I didn't take advantage of that at 35 and 40 years old to maintain those relationships. You know, it's all about the follow up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I regret that because not for what they could do for me, but just for the sphere of influence that I could have in the world. If I had kept those contacts and made and made better relations so to me, there's nothing more important today than the quality and the depth of our relationships. And that starts by just reaching out to people. So I'd really encourage anyone listening to, to just stop when you finish this, watching this and contact one person that you haven't contacted, whether they can do you any, any good or not, it's not relevant. What's relevant is you make the contact, you make the effort to check in on them and let them know what you're up to and, and let the magic happen afterwards. Yeah, that's great. That could be one of the best gold nuggets. I like that one. And, you know, uh, and, the, and when we do our, our classes and our coaching, one of the things I've always said when it comes down to networking is people have a tendency to go into a networking event or a networking opportunity and start pitching, start pitching their wares, right? And it's all about them and they're not thinking because they're so, and they might be nervous too. They're not thinking about how can I help this other person? And yeah. really, I think put one of the keys to networking is truly having a concern to help the other person build their business too, yeah. and listen to them first. And then, and then, uh, you know, maybe yeah. see if there's anything you I can call, I call it networking 1.0, you know, where the person walks into a room is going to try to give out as many business cards as they can. And networking 2.0 is where somebody gets a little better at it. So they ask you a couple of questions first to act like they care, but they're right. still just trying to get their card out. And then networking 3.0 is where they're just looking for the deals for themselves. But what we try to get people to think about is this. If your customers know that you're a value source. And so if you're a CPA, if you can help them with a website design or they're not spending enough money on marketing and you can suggest a marketing person to them or, or the banker has resources because of their relationships, I'm not going to leave that bank. I'm not going to fire my CPA because they bring so much value to me. And that's a higher level of networking. That's what we're trying to get people to do. And in order to do that, you have to have a room full of business owners and decision makers. Right. And that's very different. Makes sense. Uh, I, love, I love that idea. I love that idea. Having decision makers, yeah. they have a vested interest. You make it worth their while. You're understanding that they have a vested interest, and everybody comes with a giving attitude. You know, results in advance. Investing in each other, as you said, let your ability stand for itself. Right. That's right. And I think if you get the right people in the room, like you're saying, that I can see why this is growing like wildfire. Right. I just it would just work. You know. Yeah. Well, thank y'all very much. You are doing great work here and important work. And I appreciate y'all including me on it. Yeah, Scott, thank you for joining us today. And, and what's the best way for people to find you and learn about your franchise system? Great. So our franchise is www.franchise.networkinaction.com. And my mobile number is 
888-646-6152. Love to hear from you and see if we might be a fit for each other, if I can help in any other way. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Scott. And thank you to my co-host, Rob, and uh, everybody, uh, you know, take a look at this, take a, take a good look at it. And people are looking for flexible uh, home-based and mobile franchises these days with a more suitable overhead. And this sounds like a perfect one for that. So give Scott a call. And uh, folks, thank you for joining us for Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. And I'm going to let Rob close us out with some thanks to our sponsors. And we'll see you on the next show. That's great. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's, it was great to be here. Thanks for sharing all that, Scott. Um, ultimately, just wanted to uh, say thank you once again to Entrepreneur uh, for their support of our show. We want to keep reaching out to the industry uh, and uh, sharing all these great stories with the, the, the greater public. So, uh, and also thank you to SEO Samba. Uh, you can reach them at SEO Samba, S-A-M-B-A.com, the uh, innovators and uh, creators of the franchise marketing operating system. So thanks again to our audience. Thanks again to our listeners. Uh, and we look forward to you tuning in again to Franchise Bible Radio with Rick and Rob. Bye for now. I know. Thank you, guys. <laughs>